welcome to the Overtly Consciousness Transforming Podcast for Exceptional 21st Century Living. Folks, we've got a show on manifesting uh, today, and Von Brashler is back with us, and we're talking about his latest book, Manifesting, Using Thought Forms to Visualize Real Change. Now, you guys all have heard about the secret and many other forms of manifesting, but in those books, there's a few things that were not covered so deeply so that you would understand, but guess what? Manifesting by Von Brashler covers it. So we're going to take a deep dive into manifesting today and um, see how you can change the energy in your life because it is possible. Now, the information shared on Get Over It uses intuitive and pragmatic insight to help you shift your consciousness to break through the blocks and release energy that is no longer needed. Yes, we're going to help you let go of the BS that's been holding you back. But you guys know why you always ask, are you truly ready to? And by the way, folks, BS is belief system. A bit about me for my new listeners, intuitive since birth. I'm a third generation intuitive with over three decades of experience supporting people to break through the blocks along their path. I'm a strategist for personal and professional transformation, revealing cutting edge information that enables you to prosper and thrive. I spent 25 successful years in corporate America as an executive sales professional. I am the founder of Healing Visions Ministries and the Northern California Children's Education Network, a 501c3 nonprofit. I provide consultations and healings in all areas of life that heal the mind-body-spirit connection, allowing you to live your very best life. My clients tell me that I keep it real while providing them with accurate information to assist them along their journey as a spirit living a human existence. But they also say, if you really don't want to know, don't ask Monique. My background includes a doctorate in metaphysics, Reiki master teacher, ordained minister, and clinical hypnotherapist. So whether you are stressed, depressed, or possessed, I can help. To find out more about me and the services I offer, go to my website, and that's MoniqueChapman.com. And I invite you to like me on Facebook and follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn. And folks, if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and, you know, give us a a little rating because the more you do, the more people it reaches and um, it'll be better for everybody involved. My guest today, Von Brashler, is the author of several books in the area of expanded consciousness on subsequent subjects as time travel, create, creative visualization, dreams, ghosts, and energy healing. He is an award-winning journalist and formerly faculty member of the Omega Institute for Holistic Studies in New York. He has lectured and led workshops throughout the U.S. and the U.K. He makes his home on a small rustic island off the coast of Washington State, and he joins us today to discuss his recent book, and that is Manifesting Using Thought Forms to Visualize Change. You can check him out on Facebook, at V is in Victor Brashler, B-R-A-S-H-L-E-R. Welcome back, Vaughn. Hi, Monique. How are Hi. you? Hi, I am great. How are you? Just fine, thank you. Things are good on the island, and it's good to chat with you. Yay! Well, good things are good over here in this main little land in uh, Northern California. <laughs> uh, nice, beautiful, sunny day. Um, your book, Manifesting, what, I mean, you've written on so many different topics. What was the impetus behind putting a book out on manifesting? Well, there were a couple of reasons other than my, my, my deep dive interest in exploring and expanding human consciousness, which I think is the most important thing in our lives. Is, is actually getting in touch with our inner self, our higher self, our spirit, our soul, 
our inner life force, whatever you choose to call it. In theosophy, we call this the, the, uh, the true self within. So um, my, my, my concerns looking at manifesting was that most people have kind of a, a shallow interest in this, not just personally and for personal gain, um, but they, they don't really understand the mechanics of how it works. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, 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 and I think that's important. And, and there are missing, there are missing parts to, to their approach to it. So I went back to some, what I would call primary source material, which is ancient Hindu uh, writings in the area of Raja yoga or, or, or consciousness. And, and I went to the yoga sutras of Patanjali and some of the more advanced sutras or exercises in that ancient book will show you uh, exercises, how to actually use your, tap your consciousness, align it with higher consciousness and bring about change in the world around you. It, anyone can do this. Mm-hmm. Well, why do we struggle so much? We struggle so much uh, because we fail to recognize that to reach this state, if you want to call it a meditative state or a state of a deeper consciousness, we, we don't seem to realize that we need to tune out our physical body and mind. And most people are just trying to do that as a mental exercise. And I recognize right. that even in the, in the, uh, in the, in the yoga tradition, they unfortunately use words like, you know, um, concentrate the mind. And mm-hmm. we're really talking about a consciousness that dwells within us, which is beyond the, the brain or what people commonly call the mind. So you need, you need to go really deep and really tune this out and, and put it to, to sleep, make it dormant and, and tranquil and peaceful for just just a few moments to actually let the inner uh, consciousness within you come forward. And then in, in order to do that, you need to actually um, reach a point within you of, of inner stillness and darkness. And then you need to actually begin to formulate uh, or visualize uh, what you want to do or where you want to go or what you want to see or explore and you do this visually by, by, by creating a picture. I call it making a drawing on a slate inside you. And you visualize mm-hmm. the slate and without words, without thoughts, because you need to tune out your memory bank of words you know and thoughts. That's all mental. And you need to actually begin to draw on this slate uh, what you want to see and what you want to explore. And you need to make it, it doesn't have to be a beautiful picture. It can be like the way I do it with the little stick man. It doesn't matter. I say mm-hmm. like, it's like, it's like drawing your master plan on the back of a napkin. It doesn't matter because you'll understand the map and that becomes your map. Then you tuck it back deep into your uh, 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 super consciousness again. And then you prepare yourself to actually leave and go and project your consciousness to a fixed point in time and a place in time, which can be back to my earlier book, Time Shifts, can be anywhere in time and space because your consciousness is pure energy. It travels at the speed of light 
and it's not limited to the laws of physics, physics or your physical body. It can go literally anywhere and any time at the speed of light. And then you bring it forward. And when you bring it forward, then it, it, it takes you like an automatic uh, uh, um, signal. A post, I call it a post-hypnotic suggestion that when you tuck it in the back of your mind, you give yourself the post-hypnotic suggestion that when you bring it forward again, it will instantly uh, serve as a map to take you there. And, and, and the, the third thing I, I would say that is a failing for most people in manifesting is that when they creatively visualize what they want to see or do or achieve as far as using thought forms to visualize mm -hmm. real change is they do not actually visualize uh, achieving this. It is important to remember this formula. First you conceive, then you believe, and then you achieve. If you don't believe that it's possible, you know, you're not going to have enough energy behind it. Because basically, you know, you're, you're just, your consciousness is going to, to leave you with, with a certain power of the will, if you will, uh, a certain amount of, of, of mental and emotional energy. And if you don't have enough energy behind it, enough faith in it, it's just not going to be. You have to see it actually happen. So you're actually seeing it happen, happen in the future. And then you actually project the thought and then. We know this works. We know this works because there have been examples of people that have done this, you know, mm -hmm. consistently. Well, you know, it's interesting because I did a process similar to this. I've always been good at manifesting for whatever reason, but I did a process similar to this because I wanted a new car. And every time I want a new car, you know, I sit down with my husband, which, you know, some people say is the proper thing to do and discuss finances and this and that and the other. And he always says we can't afford it. And I take that and I throw that away because that's not my vocabulary. So I sat down and I did everything that, you know, you said, basically, and I manifested a new car, but I didn't manifest the new car of my dreams. Now, yeah. in real world, everyday mundane living, the chips weren't available for the car of my dreams. Should I have held out longer to wait for that car of my dreams? You know, I, I, I include in my book um, some, some cautionary tales, and I don't want to say that there's limitations on what you can manifest. But there are limitations on what you can manifest. Let me let me backtrack here. You know, it has to be realistic. It, okay. it has to it has to serve a greater good. I mean, you really need this car. You know, mm -hmm. uh, is it going to deprive somebody else of that car? You know, I remember I remember mm -hmm. reading early on of uh, the early adventures of a, of of a young mystic, Swami Satchidananda, and it, his very first book. He describes. How his teacher, his master, his guru, if you will, would 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 tell him to go into a a, a small enclosed area and man with a with a with a gas can, and then manifest gasoline going into the can, and he would come out with a, a can of gasoline. Mm -hmm. and, and one day the master gave him a suitcase. He says, "Go in the in there and manifest this case being filled with money." And he went in there and he thought for a minute. He came back out and handed him an empty suitcase. And he said, I will not take money that is either counterfeited or has been taken from somewhere else. He says, I have to think of the greater, greater good, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I have to think of others 
in what I manifest. He says, I, I, I don't want to go. I don't want to do this. And he said, so I thank you for your previous teaching. Here's your suitcase. Thank you and goodbye. And he left. Mm -hmm. and I, think, I think that's really, you know, I mean, we can learn from bad examples and bad teachers as well as good if, mm -hmm. if our eyes are wide open. Why don't we have our eyes wide open when we're delving into things like this, like manifesting or even, you know, looking for a, a spiritual teacher? So many people just give themselves away without knowing who or yeah. what they're giving themselves away to. Well, I, I don't want to exclude our, 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 our very religious Christian and, and, and Jewish friends. So I'll say that in the Old and New Testament of what we call the Bible, I found I found at least 37 references to this admonition. See with new eyes, hear with new ears. And this is what it is. I mean, when we're doing this sort of work, working uh, with our higher consciousness to manifest change in our lives, we have to see with non-physical eyes, new eyes. We have to hear with non-physical ears, new ears. You know, it requires not our five uh, uh uh, perceptive skills uh, physically, but it it, re it requires a new sense of heightened awareness, mm. well, insight. Why... insight. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Well, there's so many people that you know are calling and they're experiencing this heightened awareness, but they're afraid of it. They think it's like the devil or something like that talking oh, the to devil. them. Yeah. How yeah, I know. But how can they discern between what is truly their higher selves, you know, like, hello, and maybe an energy that doesn't have their highest good um, in well, mind? Well, I, I did study some some what people have written, you know, previously about the subject. And, and one of them was Alice Bailey and, and one of them mm -hmm. was Jeffrey Hodson and 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 Blavatsky and and Besant and Ledbetter. And it's very interesting. You think of like you project your thought forms out there as a thought form projects it from the body at the speed of light, if you will. It doesn't always go out. You know, in some cases, it just hovers around you and shrouds you. People say he's lost in his thoughts or he's lost in her thoughts. And these are uh -huh. people that don't really project their thoughts, but they don't really, really respect their higher thoughts. They, they just think of them as just like empty, empty uh, um, imaginings inside them, you know, uh -huh. that their thoughts aren't real and their thoughts don't have direction. Their thoughts don't have impact and they don't really do anything. So they just okay. kind of like a big mushroom cloud hang around. You. They hang around you and they wear you down. And then there are people that project their thoughts and they're very visual. Like they'll they're typically project thoughts that resemble themselves. So they, they we're, we're always like projecting images of ourselves out there. And this explains a lot of what we call dark um, thought forms uh, I, mm -hmm. people who have done ghost hunting as I have will encounter so-called haunted houses or buildings or woods and they'll find like shadowy uh, forms that resemble people but they're like dark thought forms mm -hmm. and and you know and they and we keep feeding them we keep projecting out me 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 and then uh -huh. there are people that project out like uh, like symbols you know like um running or you know like you know other symbols and 
This is the way, of course, like dogs and cats and horses will communicate telepathically is they'll send uh-huh. out symbolic thoughts or what we used to call our early language of pictographs. And then there are those that actually have learned how to do this to, to actually manifest thoughts into change, uh-huh. you know, like the work of um, the Japanese researcher Emoto, uh, author of many wonderful books and videos, um, The Hidden Messages in Water. Emoto had people uh, creating crystalline structures within water. Now that's alchemy of the highest form of transformation. And then he had children sending healing thought forms and, and with, with impact. We have the work of uh, the Maharishi Yoga, who had his, his uh, students uh, meditating on sending peacefulness. And that's been mm-hmm. replicated around the world in, in the so-called Maharishi effect, where people have done this and reduced crime levels in the area that they projected their thoughts. Oh, we definitely need that. Now, let's back up a little bit and, and give a clear, because people struggle with this, give a clear definition on yeah. what is a thought form and how is it created in our thoughts? Yeah. Yes, well, uh, the, the thought form is, is, is not a form in, in, in that it has material substance. It can't be weighed or, or, or touched or held, but it, 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 it is visible to those who can see you know, clairvoyance mm-hmm. can see it. Our thoughts leave us with the emotional imprint that we put into it. Our thought forms are, of course, fueled by our subtle energy bodies uh, within us, you know, our emotional body, our causal body, our mental body, our spiritual bodies. And, and, and the, all the, these bodies that create the wholeness that is uh, uh, our, our human uh, identity other than our physical body and so you know these are the subtle energy bodies and and as the thoughts leave us then they have they have colors that are associated with the subtle energy bodies from which they've come consciousness <laughs> exists on all of these subtle energy body levels and and so the the energy will will vibrate at a different level and it'll be red or it'll be yellow or it'll be orange or it'll be green and, and it doesn't really matter, you know, thinking about you know, whether I should project blue light to, to send someone in stress or in trauma to help them calm down or green light to heal or, or, or you know, because the, the, our bodies are very instinctively good at absorbing and processing energy in the form of light or vibrations. And then, and then and then, and then sorting it out into what it needs. You know, white light, of course, includes all of the spectrum of colors. Mm-hmm. How is it that white light includes all the spectrum and, and black light is basically bad? I mean, well, it kind of goes... No, no, no. Black light is, is, simply, is simply the emergence of, of, of everything. You know, it is a very occult principle, I find, mm-hmm. that out of darkness, all things come. Uh, there really is no place you can go or imagine where there is no light. There is just, it's light forming there or light coming there. You know, mm-hmm. it is, it is, it is simply not light. You know, we have to so say, it's all in the void until the light shines it, upon it. It's better to think of it as a void mm-hmm. rather than darkness or, or, or in, 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 in the negative sense, we think of darkness 
white mm-hmm. white light it is cre- holds within it all of the light so we can't always see a rainbow in the sky we can generally see our, our, our perceived light coming as is more or less white and then it, it, it absorbs it has within it the full spectrum of, of, of all of these other energy vibrations and we, we, we and all other life forms trees birds crickets will absorb this and naturally transform it and, and if we're if we're good at it we'll be able to project it mm-hmm. Okay. Well, in the book, you talk about um, people's ability to use creative visualization to project thought forms beyond normal time and space. Could you talk to us about that a little bit? Because that seems to be a step beyond what we've covered so far. Yeah, I think it's important to realize that your thoughts have no limitations. They can go anywhere. You can, it's documented many times in anecdotes that people are able to send or receive thought forms uh, from a distance, um, even from the past and into the future or around the world at any great distance, you know, people calling out saying, oh, I need, I need to talk to you or, oh, I'm sick. And I say, and you, and you instinctively know, instinctively in, upon receiving this, this, this urgent message will know, you know, mm-hmm. someone needs me now, you know, someone's in trouble now you know, and we'll pick up the phone or we know that the phone's going to ring and then it rings, you know. Mm-hmm. So so you, you have to recognize that on an energy level, which is what we're talking about, the subtle energy bodies, the, the our consciousness are non-physical things. These are, are pure energy which dwells within us and not just within us, you know, your dog or your cat as well, you know, and mm-hmm. and this energy is is non-physical it's pure it's pure energy and it and, and as such it can it can travel any any distance at the speed of light and and it is not limited by what we call you know we're not, it's not grounded to the here and now it can go anywhere so i i i often tell people you know that you can go into the, the past and observe and, and and send your thoughts there or into the future. You can also this is very useful, and you can also um, go to parallel parallel dimensions, parallel worlds, parallel universes, all of which are accessible to you. But I think for most people, it's just the first step is to learn to do this in what we call the here and now, which is where we perceive us being in time and space. And it's mm-hmm. only our perception of being here in this time and space that puts us in this time and space. Okay. Um, you mentioned, excuse me, you mentioned earlier telepathy. And in your, well, folks in the book, he has numerous exercises on how to do many different things, how to create many different um, events, if you will, into your life. However, it's important to, you know, get into that quiet space, meditate, lose clothing, have your spine erect, whether you're laying or sitting. Yes. So there's a process to it, right? There's a process. So, there's conditioning mm-hmm. to how to do it. Now, this is often called meditation. And um, I think there's a certain baggage to the verbiage here. You know, you yeah. could also do this and set it up as a lucid dream, for instance. Can program, uh-huh. program a lucid dream. You could also do it as a waking dream. 
waking lucid dream, if you will. But it is a matter of, of tuning out or quieting or stilling the physical mind and body. Okay. Well, could you walk us through like um, doing um, a telepathic message rather to another person? My dog sits here and she looks at me and I know she's sending me a message and I don't get it until I just calm down and just look at her as opposed to thinking, what do you want? Well, it, it, the first I think the first one, I can't remember the sequence I have, but the first one is like uh -huh. the, the urgent telegram. You know, uh -huh. this is the emergency message and you're, you're, you're saying, I need to talk to you now or, or you know, uh, you know there, you, or you need to know this certain information now and you send that to someone and you visualize that person. You, you visualize that person by creatively drawing a picture on this blank tableau in front of your mind's eye, you're uh -huh. drawing not with with uh, with your consciousness. You're creatively visualizing, without words or memories. You're you're visualizing this person, and then you're visualizing the message going to the person, and then you're visualizing the message, and then you're visualizing them receiving the message. That's the pictogram that you create, and then you you put that in the back of your recesses of your consciousness, you prepare yourself then that when it comes back, you, you retrieve it, that it, that you, it becomes like an instant, instant locator beam, an instant map to take you there. And that when it returns, you will actually go there in your consciousness. So when I say when you go in there in your consciousness, you're going there with all your subtle energy bodies filled with consciousness. And your, uh -huh. your great impact. And so what, what the, the thing that, that, that is a failing for most people in sending telepathic messages is one, the clarity, and then, uh, then the, the definition of what it uh -huh. is, and then, and then the accuracy. You know? So you, you need to be rather precise, you know? uh -huh. so you don't, you don't say, well, success. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I work for a man. So I work for a man that would have us all get together and all project the thought success. We would mm -hmm. chant success, but 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 specifically, what is the success? So right. I, when I when I worked for him, I said the success would be that we in, increase our production and distribution of books by twenty percent annually. And we we did this we did this group meditation over and over and over. And every year for the 10 years I was there, we did this, you know, it, it, because it needs to have, it, it needs to have clarity. Yes, it does. And, and clarity um, will bring uh, things to you. Now, in chapter seven in your book, you talk about finding lost objects and yes. people. Can we utilize this to find, like right now in the Bay Area, there's some young lady that's been missing, I don't know, since um, Christmas. And um, yes. nobody's able to find her, whether she's, you know, still present in body or out. Can we yeah. utilize this process to find yeah. people like that, if that's our it, heart's it, desire? Yeah, this and this is how um, psychics, if you will, will work with the police sometimes to find 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 people. Very often mm -hmm. they'll use a combination of this and uh, psychometry where they'll hold an object, a sweater or a scarf or a glove or something. And that's helpful. Or your, if it's your dog, your, the dog's collar or something or a toy, 
and and then 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 yes, and then finding lost objects is 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 actually going there. This this borders on, if you will, what is commonly called remote viewing. You're actually going uh -huh. there and seeing, and then you when you get there, you need to look all around and see where it is, and not just just see them not just experience them or get inside them, but you need to actually, once you get there, look around and see where you are. So you know where they are. And then sometimes things are not so easily found in the here and now. So I, I suggest ways to go back in time to when this person or object was lost or go forward in time to when you might actually intersect them in the future. You know, this is also a possibility for finding lost objects. So I used to do workshops with people finding like lost keys or glasses or wallets. And, and you know, and, and the psychometry works a little bit in much the same way, but this is like holding an object, right? An object mm -hmm. uh, identification, uh, the, the imprint of the energy and then fo following the energy like a beacon. But, but, but I find that if, if, you, if you visualize what you're looking for, uh, you can send your thoughts to actually go there and see, see mm -hmm. with these new eyes, this new sense of awareness, where you are. And, 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 and it's a little, it's a little uh, new for people to get used to seeing in this way. Because uh, I know when I started doing this, you know, I, well, I would try to walk around and things. And I realized I had no legs, you know, and I didn't, ha I didn't have to worry about like flying through the sky and, and missing, you know, like treetops and things. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not that we have to get beyond the physical re remembrance of, 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 of our, our common physical frame of reference. This is a whole new way of traveling and seeing and hearing and observing things. So it is useful to, to finding lost objects it is extremely useful. So it, every now and then, you know, I'll lose keys or my glasses or something or a pen. Mm -hmm. And I think like, oh no, I'm thinking like Vaughn, you know how to do this. Sit, spend the time to go through the steps, you know? So mm -hmm. I, still, I still my body and I, I, I creatively visualize this object. And then I try to visualize where it is. And then I, I, I create the picture of me going and finding this object. And then I project out my consciousness and I go there. I actually go there. And then this is not just sending a message, but this is actually, you know, remote viewing, actually going there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, in your book, you also talk about the bounce back effect. What is that? Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of how I use it. Where I how I use it. It was taught to you by my teacher, Lewis Gittner, author of Listen, Listen, Listen. Um, the bounce back effect is is basically it's. I think the how I I did it here was that it's going to impact you. Did mm -hmm. I use it in this sense? Okay. There's two ways that I think of the bounce back effect. It is it is really a, a profound thing. And it borders on on uh, understanding of, of karma, really. The bounce back mm. effect that if you go if you go back to yourself, let's say in the past, um, and you want to project uh, insight and information from from another time in your life, 
uh-huh. your old self, you know, maybe in a previous life or as a child, or if you want to project energy into you or someone you know previously in an earlier time and place, very often it will, if it's personal, it, in case of you, then, then it would be a bounce back effect. Well, you'll experience it now. You'll experience it now. In other words, an insight. You'll be, you'll uh-huh. be, you'll be like uh, this new radiance will 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 become part of you now. So it's a bounce back effect. Uh-huh. There's also the bounce back effect that I've, I've used <clears throat> um, as a as a uh, defensive mechanism when uh, I was being mentally bombarded with. Uh, Mm, let's just say it, you know, like very negative thoughts and, and, uh, uh-huh. and, and, and I would just, my teacher Lewis said, just project out pure love, the purest love you can imagine to whoever is sending it. And of course you need to visualize who it is or you have to have an idea, not just send it out there to the great universe, but uh-huh. you project it out to, to that individual or source and you project just pure love to them uh-huh. as it was explained to me it's it's karma free whatever that is i guess it's like you know calorie light or something so <laughs> yeah you karma free so you project out this love and i said what will happen lewis and he said well they'll either they'll either depending on their orientation absorb the light and become a better person and a new person or they won't be able to handle it. They just won't be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. So I call this the rubber band snapback. <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah, that makes a lot ow, of sense. Oh, and they can <laughs> handle it and they just implode because it just doesn't compute, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it falls away. Well, you know, Vaughn, we are out of time, but our time has been so precious. What word of wisdom or words, I should say, of wisdom would you like to leave with our audience today? Oh, uh, well, that your thoughts are, are real, your, inner, your, your true thoughts, your, and, and to find your true thoughts, you need to go deep within yourself to your inner self. And your inner self is always accessible. It is the, your inner light, light, your inner life force, your true self, your, the spirit that dwells within. And to, to reach that point in you, which is so powerful and so infight, insightful, uh, you need to... you the the physical body and mind mm-hmm. learn to meditate okay um and folks you know that's basically it and you know what the pandemic has given us time to go within on many levels um hopefully you know we're going to take advantage of that before we get back out there in the world and just make it as noisy as it was before. Um, folks, we've been speaking with Von Brashler. The book is Manifesting Using Thought Forms to Visualize Real Change. You can check him out on his Facebook page. And that's V is in Victor Brashler, B-R-A-S-H-L-E-R. And see what he has to offer. To offer. He has a lot of books out there. They're all sound, grounded, and good information that will help you move forward. He doesn't write about BS, and that's bullshit, and fluff, Okay, he gives you the real deal. <laughs> um, Vaughn, thanks so much for being here today. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Monique. It's been fun. 
Yeah, and to the audience, thank you for being with us. I truly appreciate and honor your time and attention. And please remember that the most important choice that you can make is what you choose to make important. Consider making the masterful choice of manifesting using thought forms to visualize real change. Abundant blessings, light, and love to all. Agape. Agape.